Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've got some, I've got some very sad news. I mean, I'm, I smart. I'm, I'm smiling. You're laughing. I, know, I, can't, I'm not gonna, he's I, laughing I could at the take back. something he's... really serious here, mate. You'd just be laughing at <laughs> my bloody face. It's the way I, you went into it. <laughs> I, Julian Michael Gill, will not be attending the staff Christmas party this year. I'm sorry, I, I can't oh. make it. Well, I'm not going to see you go, dude. I'm laughing now. Are you? Well, no, me and you, we talked about this before we started recording. I, I already assumed this. You're, you're halfway down the country. I'd have to uh, fly you up and, and, and hug you all the way there again if that was. I know. It's a, it's a bit sad, though, because it's like as we're etching closer to Christmas, I was like, you know, you're say getting brave. Getting rough, touch. You're in a right downer this morning, aren't you? Like, <laughs> okay, so like. Again, yeah, as we're moving closer to Christmas, obviously, like spirits here, like mm. uh, the spirit of Christmas is getting into everyone. It's putting the goosey right up it. But now I, I have to bring it back down and say I'm not going to be there for the staff Christmas pie. So, <sighs> well, that sucks. I mean, we might be able to beam you in, put you on a little tablet, put you on a oh, phone. Oh, please screen. do, please I'm do. Put Actually, you on phone and, and walk you around the bar so you can just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll make that work in the year of our Lord 2021. Okay, but cool. also this is the Untitled Binder Podcast. I'm Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. What up, everyone? Where we put a different tweet out every Thursday to see what people want to talk about. Now, I did unleash the beast this week. I asked people for their food takes alongside video game takes alongside whatever else <laughs> okay. they want us to talk about. And we got some mad S. We got some mad cowboy shiznit. Now, there's all sorts of stuff in amongst this. First thing, I'm just going to dive into this because I want to get your okay. reaction to all these things. We'll do a handful of food takes and then we'll get to the video game stuff. Sure. First okay. thing from Schmanz Schmilliamson. I used to put cinnamon and sugar on a cheese pizza. Not much of a question, but do with that info what you will also happy thanksgiving <laughs> stay safe <laughs> and warm same to you thoughts on sugar and cinnamon on a cheese pizza sir i'm, I'm sorry i'm just gonna have to take a moment to process this because it's like they hit you with the one-two punch these they always do this thing where they go like, oh by the way like opium doing well really love the podcast oh yeah you know send peace and love out to the world and then it's also body punch of just oh, like so sugar. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a mad head like, sugar and cheese yeah okay. I, I mean maybe like I've never tried it. I've never, I've never thought to myself while well, I'm just chomping on a bit of fromage that oh, I'm gonna I, dip it into I the sugar I, pot. I don't know if I mentioned this on like an older podcast, but my mum used to put sugar on apples. Like you sort of slice apples That's up. Absolutely fine. That and is completely okay because it works. It does work because, well because candied apples, man. You never been to like yeah. the, the toffee apples? It's kind of the same deal, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, like dunk some bacon in a bit of uh, toffee. The worst thing Caramel. is the more I think about this cheese, <laughs> cinnamon, and sugar combo, like. He I'm actually he... I'm actually on board with this because we okay. have caramelized onions. We have like sweet. We do a lot of sweet cheese with though. This. We don't caramelize no, cheese. But, but you're putting it onto it, so you are still in that same mouthful, getting mm. that sweet 
and savoury combination. Possibly. He does say he used to do this. So I'm guessing he grew out of this, but it is something that he's said. <laughs> you said like, he, was, he was there like on a date maybe or something like that. And across the next day, it's like, you know, can I have some sugar, please? And all the Italians <laughs> in like, the restaurant just kind of like, what? What are you talking about? You got sugar on your pizza? What are you doing? <laughs> what is that? That go-to Italian accent. Like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? That's, it's the, it's the hand Italian. gestures that come with it, isn't it? It's just kind of like, you can't do it unless you're no, it's got to be the, the rubber uh, band crab. Fafa Napoli. Yeah, that's the only way you can do it. The next thing fr- down from is down from is HRP, who says, what is the best type of food to eat in the shower? I'm throwing a cream egg into the ring. <laughs> Perfect why? snack size. Why? What are you doing? <laughs> why, are you in such, why are you in such a rush that you've got to eat a cream egg in a shower? What are you about? I've heard this is a thing. I've heard a few people talk about eating How in the shower. Is that a thing? It's not I, a trend on TikTok, <laughs> mate. What are you on about? I don't know. I've just seen this pop up. I've seen people talk about eating in the shower. I've seen people have beers in the shower. Talk about having yeah, a beer. Yeah, shower beers is fine. Yeah, oh, so that's yeah. fine. Oh, he freaks out about the right, food, right, but the listen, booze listen, in the listen. shower is fine. Sometimes when you know that there's like, you know, there's a hot sesh happening at Rise in hashtag Newcastle, right? Yeah. Hashtag. You've got to get ready quick because, you know, Josh Brown's in the motorcade and he's there like zooming along. And he's he's a like, big shower beer man. Get the cans ready, boys. Pre-drink, pre-drink. And you're like, oh god, Josh, calm down, mate. And he's just like this like whirlwind whirl dervish of like fists and, and like oh, limbs. God. And you just go, right, I've got to get onto his level as quickly as possible. Crack open a few heinies in the beer mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. The, in the shower, you know, isn't it? Cheeky heinies. He does so he says cream egg in the shower. He says perfect snack size. If the hot water melts the middle of it, it's even better. Now I I don't I've not it's had a it. wet egg. That's never... water on your fondue. <laughs> what are you doing? I've never eaten or drank in the shower. Maybe I'm just missing out. Maybe I'm just a Luddite with this stuff but i've never i've never consumed in the shower that seems that seems like madness but i mean no, no, you know what out of all of us uh, scott you are the righteous man you are the pious man <laughs> the man who walks the straight and narrow path because you are god's favorite by saying that. I don't know but, that. but but i think that if you tried a little bit of sin if you tried a little beer well look i mean there, i've only just recently kicked the vinegar on pizza habit so i don't i've yeah, not yeah, you know i'm glad that we glad that we're over that the first stone i think it's you've got to pull yourself out of it but one quick thing though like this is me to you now what what difference is it having a beer in the shower what does that do to it why is that good or is that just you just doing it and oh, it's the same you, you're just doing it because of the fact that it's just kind of like getting ready for it right, 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 right. put the tunes do the classic thing. you gotta get your, your if you want to do it do it right you get yes. your phone right because everyone loves phone music you pop it into the sink so it acts as a sort of like natural auditorium thing <laughs> boost the, the sound out you pop on some like death grips or something like that so you're just there like no that's not cool that's not change it skip that track skip it again we're not 2016 right anyways we're getting some limp biscuit on so you've got your snacky poo all the way and then you just start raving out, having a few beers while you're in the shower. I mean, only one beer. If you're having a few beers, you're spending way too much time. You're in not going to get out of the shower. You're going to have like that um, that manky skin that you get when it all goes like uh, oh, yeah. pruny. Ugh. Zombie Gross. skin. But yeah, because yeah. in my head, I was like, oh, do your pores open up? Does that mean that it tastes better? Is there some I mean, I'm sure that there's but... probably some like absolute like drink professor out there who will say that the higher blood, because your temperature is being raised and mm. then it's got like increased blood flow. So drinking there probably means that the alcohol gets into your bloodstream quicker. I mean, maybe, I mean, this is just me absolutely bullying. Like, (laughs) it's a thing. Anyway, next, food. No, 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 no. no. The quick question was, is what would we eat in the shower, mate? Oh, you're not wrong. Um, So I mean, what would you take in there? Pizza for me. me. Just the most portable of foods. Yeah. 
Well, why is that crazy? You're fine with beers in the shower. No, oh, because it's going to get wet. Anything that gets no, wet. No, I'm not going to hold it under the water. I'm going to be in the water and I'm going to hold the pizza there. Yeah, I'm but it's going to right, okay, right. Oh, go, right. Okay, so, okay. I, I I'm not dousing mean. stuff. James well, in that Dows. case, then I'm going for a uh, like a foot long uh, hot <laughs> like subway <laughs> subway right. It's just going to be there from outside like, the on, shower. On the, yeah, on the soap dish, and I could be like dancing away, death grips, and then just go like, like Homer with That's... the giant sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be fed to you one bite at a time. Yeah, I think uh, th- this whole concept is madness. But please let us know uh, next Thursday, I guess, on the next tweet, or just shout at me and Jules on social media. Do you eat or drink stuff in the shower? I don't know how widespread this is. Put it with the hashtag wet egg. <laughs> yes, wet eggs in the shower.com. <laughs> also, next thing is Roy Matumbo Turner, who says, weird opinion for you, gents. Have you ever tried a cheese and horseradish sauce toasty? Nobody understands my love for them, but they're just a warm and smoky and oh so delicious. Now, no, I'm not going to lie, that actually sounds really nice. I've not mm. had that, but horseradish can absolutely blow your nuts off if you put <laughs> too much of it. So you've got to be really careful with the uh, the application of that. I'm not um, going to lie, I barely know what that is. I've definitely had it, but I don't know what it is. If you want to, if you want to know like what pickle. horseradish is, it's like uh, cheap wasabi. Like a lot, oh, of, a lot okay. of uh, a lot of people used to get flack for uh, saying that they were the same thing, and in some cases, some yeah. restaurants actually would put horseradish into a mix and call it wasabi, which is just very bad, That's very bad karma. That is. We're going to um, get through um, the next few food takes because sure, at some point, I fear that we're not talking about video games. But these, we've yeah. got, we've got to get through these things because sure, they're just too on. damn Rattle good. them off. Rattle them off. Next one is from AD Spongy, who says, I wholeheartedly believe that Branston beans are the absolute worst baked beans in the country. I'd rather have 20 pence smart price tins than Branston. Quick thoughts. Uh, there is only one quick thought, and that is you are correct, sir. Branston beans <laughs> are the worst. Um, oh, oh. They, they are just absolutely abysmal because they are too sweet. And they have Ooh. no flavor depth whatsoever. I am a man who enjoys a good beans on toast from time to time. Yeah. And I agree with you, but... If, if we're honest, you never put regular beans on toast on there and call it a day. You punch it up somehow. You put some paprika mm. in there. You put some chili flakes in there. You put a bit of Tabasco. You, you get those spices going. Maybe if you're feeling crazy, go the other route. Put some balsamic vinegar in there and some oh, Italian yeah. herbs. And you just oh, pop yeah. in that. And you go, whoa, what's oh, this flavor combination? I've started putting uh, truffle truffle mayo, is it? Or truffle sauce? Whoa, didn't realize I was having dinner with the King of Spain. Well, truffle. you are now. I've got, I've got all the forks in order. I can have them from outside in. But I put the put the truffle on. And it's, it's a lovely old time. So I just truffle on beans, mate. It's it's a, it's a great time, but um, I will shout hey, how out. Much are you, how much are you getting paid? Afford your truffle oils, I'm mate. not digging them up with actual pigs from the ground. I'm just saying that there's, <laughs> you can get a truffle squeezy sauce. That, yeah, yeah. That, I think Heinz do it. It's a, it's a good time. But um, Branston sausage and, sausage and beans in a tin, that's that's incredible value for money. It's way bigger portion than the Heinz one. Just saying. Just saying. never had it. Just never out had it, Just saying. Um, next thing from an average human, Yorkshire puddings on Christmas dinner, yes or no? Hell yes. Hell, yeah, hell what yeah. You, what are you any, doing if you're not? Any to excuse to have them, even yeah. if they're not even part of the Sunday lineup. You put I've got them, one right now, just sat there waiting. Yeah, me me and Scott have literally just got the giant ones in front of us. Uh, we've just been to Toby <laughs> Carvery and we've stopped I'm up. recording this in a giant Yorkshire pudding. Next one from... Hey, let's go and record the UBP in the in a Toby Carvery. And oh. we can just like, and we can just have, have a little munch, chat, chat about food, Toby and do like two video game questions and call it a day. I would happily do that. Next question from not a fan, four words not to choke upon, red velvet pumpkin <laughs> donut. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry, just uh, love the uh, bullet for my Valentine <laughs> reference. Two thousand two reference. Whoa, whoa, hit me, hit me where I live, bro. Yeah, um, hand of blood. Uh, Carry on. What's, what's the question? He just red. said four words: red velvet pumpkin donut. Don't know if that's a thing that exists. Not had it. Don't know if it's widely available. 
right, just, uh, putting out there? I've had a red velvet cupcake and was mm. just like, okay, that is indeed a cupcake. Um, adding <laughs> pumpkin into a mix and turning it into a donut, I can't see any downsides to that. No. I, I feel like if it's... Um, if that's a thing that exists in the wider world, again, please let us know. Last good thing, on you, pal. Good on you, pal. Last thing from Travis Nichols, who says, pickles, yes, pickles, Travis Pickles, enhanced nice. peanut butter sandwiches. Not kidding. What are your thoughts on game... And then, then he just goes into a gaming question. What are your thoughts on <laughs> Outer Wilds and Subnautica? Recently found that open-ended mystery slash exploration games are some of the best games I've ever played in my life. So quick thoughts on pickles on peanut butter sandwiches. A gaming question on our food podcast. What is this guy about? <laughs> um, what are you rustling up? I, I Far be it from me to tell anyone what to do with their peanut butter because of the fact mm. that I am a huge peanut butter aficionado. Uh, peanut so butter on a burger. That's the thing. On those burgers you're talking about where it's the, uh, the peanut the butter... One the uh, like chipotle jam mm. and then it's like the bacon a sauce and stuff like that they Beautiful. usually have pickles with it anyway so yeah, yeah i'm going to say that that does work in the lineup really really well mm -hmm. good on mm -hmm. you son i would massively back that also to pivot into the video yeah, games sure. the what sure, culture sure, sure, gaming sure, sure, gaming sure, sure. gaming 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 um i think uh, yeah this whole thing with outer wilds and subnautica i feel like it's a nice little spin-off from uh, what mm -hmm. breath of the wild set in motion like that sort of um, you know, you're not worrying about checkbox lists of stuff to mm -hmm. do in an open world. You are just picking a direction and going and seeing what you can find. And the game comes together over time. I feel like there's only really a handful of games like that. Um, stuff kind of like Outer Wilds, Outer Wilds, things like Subnautica. The Pathless was kind of like that. Yeah. Um, Immortals Phoenix Rising is kind of like that. Um, but yeah, but both of those games, I've not played Subnautica. Outer Wilds, I bounced the hell off. I don't know if you got... Oh, see, I game? actually really like it. I mm. really enjoyed Outer Wilds. Um, and I got the DLC as well, which mm -hmm. my friend Kai and his girlfriend are playing through at the moment and it's mm -hmm. great because they've got this uh, relationship where they've both bought it on separate platforms but aren't talking to each other about what's happened so as not to ruin oh, it and yeah. i think it's really really sweet because eventually they'll be like have you got to this bit yet oh i've got to this and just well, the whole thing with... reminded me of how good that experience was for me yeah that whole that's the whole that's the whole thing that feeling of like open world exploration where it's genuine where it's just oh my god has anyone else seen this like mm -hmm. i found this ancient ruin or if a sable is another one sable is one of my games you love yeah. you love sable, sable man go play sable you've got to pay for it it's not on game pass i don't think uh, if it is, then go play it even more. But Sable is a perfect version of what I'm talking about, a crystallized version of just exploration, light platforming, great art style. And um, a grab just, bike. Yeah, a little, a little glider mm. bike thing. I'm doing a weird thing with my hands, but it's like a glider bike thing. I think it's that so my good. friend Mitch, uh, who is uh, at <laughs> Heavy Eyed on Twitter, if anyone wants to go follow him, I think mm -hmm. he did something for that game. I don't know if it was like okay. sound design or voice work or uh, level design. It's got a soundtrack design, by like... a Japanese breakfast, or at least a couple of songs are in there. Who, uh, it's definitely Josh not Brown, him then. <laughs> Josh Brown assures me that the youth care about Japanese breakfast. I don't, I prefer <laughs> an actual Japanese breakfast, but I've not hey. heard that much by them. But yeah, it's, it is a hell of a, a nice evolution of the genre. Um, next question from Adam Davey. Hey guys, I look forward to the podcast every week. You're both doing an amazing job. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, mate. What do you think of the Games Master reboot on E4? Personally, I love it. Now, have you had a chance to check this out? No, nope, not a had a chance from the to old see past. Not so, a chance to see it. Games Master used to be a thing on, uh, I think it was originally on Channel 4 as well, mm -hmm. literally like 20, 25 years ago. Um, it and was I deliciously retro. Yes, it was a big floating head, a hologram of a man. God, I can't remember his name <laughs> with, now. He was like the, a um, With the monocle. Get a monocle. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and he, he would challenge like, he people. He looked like bloody uh, MODOK. Uh, yes. <laughs> like, like... He would, but that was the whole thing. So he would he would challenge people. He was, was an old knight. I forget his name now. He was a sir, sir someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, he would challenge people. It was a game show. You would go on. You would play video games against different people. And it was all whatever the Games Master told you to do. So they've rebooted 
rebooted that, um, and there's a new version with Trevor McDonald is the new uh, game master. And um, it's a weird thing. I get weird when video games go super mainstream, where you get shirts that say like "Gamer" with an arrow and an up arrow, Ugh. or like you know when you get like like when E3 does merchandise and it's all a bit like basically oh, we yeah, all know well, what spawn <clears throat> kills are, lol. And I'm just like, oh, basically I when don't the know. minion generation get uh, their hands on it. A little bit, yeah. And it's sort of like it's to be to be fair, it's hot in the right place and it's doing very well. The production's really good, and I like the the people that they've got on. Um, because they have like a handful of like experts on there, like mm-hmm. alongside uh, McDonald himself. Um, but it's also it's kind of like self aware cringe. I think my I didn't love it. I just kind of went, this is fine. This is fun. I think if I was it exists. I think if I was younger, I'd like it more. Um, but yeah, there's something about the the production of it where it's not self aware enough. Um, and there's a bit where, like, when they lose, they have, like, an expert tell them what they should have done. And, like, they'll just say something like, well, you you, you could have equipped the, the plus 10 damage thing and run around the outside. And I'm like, don't, I don't know. I'm just old man complaining. But it just felt that, a bit cringe. That sounds like the worst thing. Like, if any, tr- <laughs> if any true hashtag true gamer got told that thing, it'd be like, I know that, mate. Don't think yeah. that I'm an idiot. But at the that same was... <laughs> time, have you ever tried playing Mario Kart and had somebody in the back seat going, oh, you probably should have turned well, it you should have done. It's hit harder the so I know what I should have done in retrospect, mate. <laughs> well, the thing is, they had two people on who did really, really well. They were playing Call of Duty. They had to survive against waves of enemies on like a really hard AI. Nice. And then at the end, the expert advice from the expert in the room was something like, "Oh, you should have like circled around. One of you sort of like could have flanked the other one, and sort of." And it's that, they were doing that anyway. Like, I mean, I guess they have to say something. But I'm, I stood I'm, up there. And I would have been like, listen, mate, put your money where your mouth is. 1v1 <laughs> me in rust, knives only. Let's see. Let's see if yeah, you've got the chat to back it up. Come on, can come do on. This. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. 
For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Uh, next question from Tristan Better. Afternoon, sirs. With Forza Horizon 5 breaking Afternoon. Game Pass records and Game Pass as a whole being the best deal in gaming, it got me thinking how many of these games are started, then played for an hour, and how many are actually finished. Now, I you put, put a, it out a tweet on I this. Know, yeah. I know. I didn't realize until I read these questions this morning. I had this exact same thought yesterday, mm -hmm. but it's a general thought I have anyway, that Game Pass, I think, encourages uh, a wider sense of playability. You try, you dip into a bunch of stuff, and you finish nothing. You finish like one in ten. Um, so I will look up the results of my poll so far um well, i'll vamp while you do that because um i totally oh, agree to with me don't don't oh look at this look at this he's got his stats to back twitter on uh, on standby so that was, so far we've had 582 votes since last nice. night um the the yup people saying they finished the majority of what they play is 30 percent. the nope people is 69.1 Six. so nice. Yes, it yeah. is very nice. But um, but yeah, I mean, that kind of backs up what I thought. Like three quarters mm. of people won't get through the stuff that they're dipping into. I mean, I finish hardly anything that I try on Game Pass unless I've, like, it's very rare, basically, yeah. unless it's a, an absolute totally, gem like Dodgeball Academia. Yeah. I totally agree with you because um, I think we're spoiled <clears> for choice <throat> with something like <throat> this because it's like the Netflix syndrome. It's like you've got uh, so much to watch that you don't even know where to start. And mm. sometimes you'll start something and then be like, oh, okay, maybe I'll watch this as well. And then you uh, take over one series and it doesn't do that. Well, mm. I, like totally totally understand that's why i've had to limit myself to what i install onto my uh, laptop mm. i don't just go like browse for the games and go click 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 these are the games i want to play i make a note of them on a google doc list that's separate from it mm. and then i just go have i finished this game or have i gotten enough out of this game mm. because sometimes like there's, there's something to be said for getting a lot out of a video game experience, but not finishing it. I True. weirdly, I'm not championing this, but I am saying that there is nothing wrong with walking away from a game and still feeling satisfied with what you've accomplished on yes. it. Like I know that thanks to so many live service titles, I'm never going to air quotes, finish a certain game. Right, right. Like, especially if it's like an Ubisoft game, but mm -hmm. I will get to the extent of what that game has to offer with maybe like 10 or 12 hours play. And mm -hmm. I can still walk away from that going, I had a fairly good time or I didn't like that game well, about stuff like if I feel invested, I'll come back to it. Yeah. But, yeah. No, like, I was I was talking to Josh about this because for me, it's, it's almost like what are the monikers of why you should finish that thing? Like if it's something story based then I'm going to see that thing through. But if it's something that is very heavy gameplay loop based, like Far Cry 6 or something, then 10, 15, 20 hours, I can largely say that I've seen the majority of that game. It's just yeah. going to do that thing over and over again. Obviously, if it, the context matters as well, if I was doing a review, I would get through it. But like that it is that thing of like, what is the reason I'm keeping playing? And like, obviously, there's total subjectivity, you know, Metroid Dread, I devoured Kane Bridge of Spirits, yeah. I devoured Halo Infinite, I've put 35 hours into, but it's sometimes it is just like, okay, what are the loops? What are the reasons yeah. to play? And then what are the things that you can chase down? I find as well that it's how developers introduce that loop that becomes the problem. Mm. If they start you off and they do the classic like Fallout 3 thing of like they open the vault as it were and they say, here is everything, go and explore yeah. and have fun, I immediately just go, 
oh, that's a bit too much, actually. I, I kind <laughs> of do want to be railroaded a little bit mm. just and then introduce new elements as we go, because then that way I feel like I'm connected to the side quests and then we'll go off and actively look and try mm. and complete them. But if you say everything is open, go and just like that, I'm just like, oh, uh, a bit trepidatious it's, about where hard? to begin because I feel yeah. like I'm going the wrong way or I'm mm. not having the correct experience or I'm basically ruining some developers hard-earned hours trying to create set box experiences for me to just blitz past them and go like oh I well, didn't even know that you could do this bit yeah that's it, one of the most beautiful things about like a breath of the wild or the outer wilds or something that like has that invisible guiding hand you don't even realize that you're being you're going point to point to point because you're yeah. maybe being guided by visuals alone or something like that I think for game pass it's worth talking about the monetary side of it like I think yeah. if you've specifically gone out and bought some thing you're gonna play it more to literally oh, get your money but yeah. consider the difference between you know buying like a starter or a main versus a buffet of stuff even if those same dishes are on both um you're gonna treat it differently you're gonna approach it differently you're gonna taste it differently um the way that you consume that specific thing Somebody actually mentioned about how Kickstarter operates because mm. obviously, you know, you would do like a big investment up front and then you get the updates and you wait qu quite a considerable amount of time yeah. before you finally get the product. Mm -hmm. um, that anticipation builds into something where people become very defensive over the products that they buy or well, they back need on it Kickstarter to be good at that point. Because, yeah. because they've invested so much into it in both their time, emotion, and money. Mm -hmm. that by the time that it gets there, if somebody turns around and says, actually, it's a bit crap, then they go, they get really up in arms mm -hmm. about it. Like, well, um, right now with Star Citizen, like, I mean, that was, there you go. I forgot, yep. I can't, I forgot what number that was on, 120, 130 million dollars yep. invested or something. Which um, is still, still no release date, still just all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, but those investors, there's a lot, sorry, those uh, backers, there's a lot of investment in that emotional investment that it needs to pay off. It's been in development for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that all those things matter. I think that like, obviously the, the monetary side of it is a big, big part of it. I also don't think there's anything wrong with dipping into 50 games and seeing what no. takes your fancy. Because for me, that is my overall test. Like I will play as much as I can, but there is that subconscious thing where I'm waiting for something to latch on yeah. and then I'll just play the living hell out of it versus sometimes I wake up the week after and realize I've not even thought about something for a week. My advice would be to anyone who's looking to get into the Game Pass thing is to just maybe not go in with the approach of like being a kid in a candy shop and mm. downloading everything. Just go in there, <laughs> limit yourself to like two or three titles, give them about like a good couple of hours yeah, each of your time. Each. Really tr like try and mm. ignore all of the other games vying for your attention mm. and then make your judgment call on it. Because if you go in and just have this scattershot effect, like they, there are games in my Steam library that mm. I haven't even played since downloading because of the fact right. that they were just on a deal. And I thought at the time, I'll get it because I'll play it later. Mm -hmm. You have a finite <clears throat> amount of time in this world and it is important that you choose the right decisions. But yes. don't go in just wasting it just by worrying about like, oh God, there's too many choices. Ah. No, totally. Like that whole, like, oh, I'll get to it later. I just want to own it for the sake of it. I'm definitely guilty of that. And I do like having an archive of stuff I'll get round to eventually. But like you said, there's some stuff that just ends up sitting there for however long, because it could take months, it could take years before you actually have the time to do it properly but you scott are I... my champion i live vicariously <laughs> through you because out of all of us so. you play a lot that you play the most video games out of all of us here on the what culture game maybe 100 like you do like there's no <laughs> doubt and i don't know ben roy's up there too uh, ben roy's the one who's okay so you you and ben the roy. old 2 a.m 3 a.m ivories yeah but i'm thinking that you two are probably our only hope for completing a back catalog of games so, like, <laughs> so it's like i'm living vicariously through because i just don't have the time i mm. like like I will be so happy when I finally finish painting and my Warhammer stuff. And I know that that is never going to happen, right? right. But 
because of the amount of time it's taken me. I just sit there sometimes <laughs> painting like, oh, maybe I should be playing like the latest game so I actually have a clue what I'm on about half the time. And then I'm like, but nah, this dark elf needs painted. It. Well, that's the thing. It depends what brings you. I mean, right now I'm only playing Halo Infinite. I haven't touched anything mm -hmm. else. Although I did see the release date for the new, for the Lego Builders Journey got an Xbox oh, release man. like today. Oh, man. So I'm going to go buy that again. I went through that whole thing on Switch. Um, also, massive shout out to Josh. I mean, he just sits and plays entire franchises. He played all the Devil May Cries in one go. In um, one just, go. It's just, he just gets the, he gets the urge. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think overall, um, Game Pass is obviously a phenomenal addition to the industry, but I, I am really curious. For, I wish Microsoft or Xbox would release their completion stats, because mm -hmm. I think the reason they're not doing that is because they'd actually be they know it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but next question from Nate. Who is the best Final Fantasy character? Let a battle of conversation commence. Who's your gut go-to? <laughs> that is, a, that is I mean, a tough question, because there's a lot of characters that I don't actually like. Okay. Um, the best but, and, and and the ones that I do like, they mm -hmm. are actually kind of like they're benched by the storyline. Like I love mm -hmm. Kamari. Like mm -hmm. from Final Fantasy X, Kamari is like one of my favorite characters. I love the the stoic approach that mm -hmm. he approach uh, that he arrives on the scene with, like as Yuna's guardian. He's mm -hmm. there just going like, I'm really he's big, I'm really so strong. Cool well. Like his brothers like uh, ripping the piss out of him, and then he's like <laughs> fighting them. And I was like, I love that. But then his story is done. His character mm -hmm. arc is done with, not even like halfway through the game, mm -hmm. and it's just a cool looking character by mm -hmm. that point. I um, think for for me, I'm just thinking like I mean it's obviously gonna be someone from Final Fantasy VII. That's what I grew up with. I think really okay. gone through the original seven, um, like before the remake and then the remake. Um, I think I might go Tifa. I don't know. I like okay. I mean, obviously there's go to obviously over sexualized character Tifa, but there's also I genuinely think she's a very well written character. I love the fact that she's Cloud's best mate when she's a kid. She's the one who anchors him across the story. There's a whole thing. Um, I guess it is just kind of twenty five year old spoilers. Um, but there is the whole thing where Cloud loses his mind when he realizes that he's not actually yeah. Cloud, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, she's the one who anchors him and pulls him back together. And she's the one who stays behind to take care of him when the party goes off to do the other stuff and fight Sephiroth. Yeah. And I think that she's just a really good, well-rounded person. And I, I love the fact that she has her bar. She has the Seventh Heaven mm -hmm. bar. She knows mm -hmm. how to make cocktails and run the place. And I'm just like good, strong, independent female character who can kick ass and looks gorgeous. Like I'm fine yeah. with all of that. I think she's great. Plus her and the uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake, her combat mm. style is absolutely oh wicked. she plays I so love, well. I love using the her way that, that yeah the way that she plays in remake where you have like the basic melee stuff but you can toggle different stances and yeah, different finishes so like, cool. It's maybe the best playing character in that whole game. And mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm a big old big old Tifa stan. But with I would reason. say. I'd say that if I had to choose a, like, a main <coughs> character, like because I'd say that Kamari is probably a little bit off the side, even though he's like a central cast, but he's all mm. he's on the he's like an ancillary member. Um, yeah. I'd say that Zidane, uh, from, oh, Zidane. Yeah, uh cool. from from Final Fantasy IX, mm -hmm. because in terms of the character arc, you get a lot of like with Final Fantasy protagonists, mm. they always hit that like one note and they stay mm. to like it, whereas like uh, Zidane or Zidane, however you want to pronounce it, like definitely goes through like a uh, a character development. Like mm. he's always humorous. He's always like looking for a good time. He's like carefree, but mm. when the script calls for him to be emotional and caring, he's always got the backs of his partners. He's yeah, he's like a good... sacrifice his own uh, well-being for the betterment of others. And I do yeah. like the fact that he comes out the other side Mm -hmm. having learned the balance between you can be jokey you can be serious and it's okay to flip between the two mm. you don't have to commit to either route 100 nine's like whole energy like he's like a great like swashbuckling hero mm. too like yeah he has such a good like like fun kind of heart to him um also our uh, aaron or aaron i used to call him from final fantasy 10 the wrong um, Auron with his big red coat <laughs> i just thought he was just cool um next question from yeah. steve who says do you think if time split has had a big old online multiplayer these days it would be one of the top online multiplayer games today yeah 
Yes. yes, I think it would take. It's interesting because Time Splitters gameplay plays so different to Call of Duty Halo, but at the same time, Halo making such a dent right now um, proves that people are hungry for something else, not just COD and not just Battlefield. Read the question out again. It doesn't mm. mean in terms of like uh, an online, as in like a hundred player server style thing, or do you mean just it has an online component that was doing well? Because we had a test of it with uh, Future Perfect was obviously online uh, mm -hmm. multiplayer and it did it very, very well, but it was always the like distant third to some other games right, that right. were out there. I do um, feel like- He just says like if Timesplitters had a big old online multiplayer, so I guess it's however you'd design it to get people in. Okay. If you did a free to play right. Timesplitters or whatever, but yeah. I I think that the because of the crazy cast of characters that you mm. get within the Time Splits universe, I would actually be very up for like huge like uh, fifty versus fifty um, like aside mm. like shoot 'em ups that mm. could work really well. Because think about all of the oh, craziness you would see. It would be as a carnage, <laughs> but I feel like maybe that's the niche it could carve out for himself uh -huh. uh, for itself. Because you got to look at how things are going at the moment. Battlefield twenty forty two has just come out and is on fire. is yeah. so reminiscent of call of duty and overwatch and uh, like anything that's mm. and Fortnite in a way because of the fact that it's chasing trends rather than setting them low guns got rid of this uh it's using specialists instead of classes yeah, yeah. every game at the top is homogenizing and becoming like mm. one another all just like converging on the same point if mm. time splits came in and exploded the market with just like hey we were wacky before it was trying to be cool and mm -hmm. like down with the kids but we're wacky <laughs> in like a really weird sense it mm -hmm. could probably capitalize on that uh, energy well the thing well. is they um they just put time splitters 2 and future perfect back on xbox backwards compatibility i yeah, don't man. think they have um uh, frame rate boosts i think they do have auto hdr but i bought both of them i haven't played them both yet but i'm curious how they feel but i did see right now there's a big fan community that's getting the servers back online like if you have an nice. original xbox one um i can't think what you call the service that they use it might be called xlink and um, but people have set up online servers to make time splitters to work online so That's there so is cool. like a passion obviously there's always been a passion for time splitters to some degree um but you would hope that those backwards compatibility ones sell well enough um, yeah. and maybe that shows you know that they can make another one my one concession would be that uh, the time splitters control system probably would have to be updated That's, for a modern yeah. market because yeah. like they have a very weird thing where like you your character would move but when you hold down the aim your guns would be the ones that would be aiming within that That's what I meant about it just feeling weird yeah it's like goldeneye yeah, you don't aim where you're looking. You look within the field of view yes. that you've got in front of you, which is is strange, but mm -hmm. it did provide some very, very interesting plays because mm -hmm. obviously you could have like strafing, but still shooting at the very corner of your screen. So you'd actually get like a lot more range with your guns. I, if they, maybe it could work. I don't yeah, know. If they like brought that back and made it like, you know, you have your characters have different weak spots on them. So it's mm. way more like you double down on the precision side of it. Then that would be yeah. a distinguishing factor. Mm. Like I would absolutely love that stuff. Um, uh, final question or final couple questions from Pinky. Is Guardians of the Galaxy exactly what a modern AAA game should be? I had an absolute blast playing the game. It had humor, heart, a great story, fun gameplay, stunning graphics, and just enough choice and exploration to merit a second playthrough. It just made me happy. Now, this is a very valid question because I feel like Guardians is such a throwback to late 2000s single player games um, or something like what the Uncharted series does. And I feel like all the reviews mentioned that, that it's like old school story. And it's like, can it not just, for me, I'm like, can it not just be what we do as a single player yeah. worthwhile game? It doesn't need to have an arbitrary open world. It can just be a single player linear story driven game with like Pinky says, a whole bunch of like, story, background, lore, exploration, just enough exploration without well, actually, being an open world. 
it's actually a bit depressing when they mm. use the term old school to describe something like that because it means that we are looking at an industry that doesn't value those uh, mm -hmm. things and yes we are going to get the open world live service like complete grinderthons and we're going <laughs> to look at these like moments and think oh do you remember when it used to be just about the experience mm -hmm. rather than just suffering through all 50 of this? hours of stodge yeah and it's just like why should we be putting up with that and i feel like as reviewer outlets like mm -hmm. i don't know if he got that because of the fact that there was like an actual uh, review that used that or if like other people have been using the term old school I feel oh, it's everywhere it's all over there I, a lot I, of the I reviews, feel like yeah. we should we should be reprimanding them and saying like no don't <laughs> refer to it as old school say that this well, is what we want to see like, I had that with uh Cana Bridge of Spirits everyone's like, oh it's it's a love letter to PlayStation 2 platformers it's really old school it feels like it's mid 2000s it's very Jack and Baxter and I'm like all of these are positives like are, are you yeah. annoyed that yeah, it's yeah. one of the best yeah, 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 feeling yeah. games in recent memory like I love Cana Bridge of Spirits um but yeah I wholeheartedly agree I think Guardians is a great way to do a story focused game and like like you you're mentioning even the likes of you know last of us god of war horizon they're single mm -hmm. player games but they have different degrees of open world or just full-on open world in horizon's case whereas guardians is just here's some great characters it's a great script it's really confidently put together um and it doesn't take a lifetime to get through so yeah, yeah. guardians is a is a genuinely great game i just feel like it's largely um overlooked i'm gonna end on uh, amanda who submitted some stuff from uh, six months ago following up on a six month old question who says we never got around to answering what the maryland blue crab was and um, which i do remember this from back in the day me and you talked about <laughs> we got a tweet about the maryland blue crab and i think we were like what the living hell's that she oh, says right, okay. a maryland blue crab is a type of crab that is only local to the maryland bay area and old bay is a seasoning that is very close to our hearts here in maryland uh, or maryland um if you want to let us know what the new what culture towers address is we'd love to send you some we'll do some of that next oh time. that's we'll really get cool. on the old bay thank you very much question what was your favorite co-op game as a kid and also question why do you think the local co-op has died so much apart from hazelight studios games like a way out and what do you think could revive it so favorite co-op game when you were a kid a favorite co-op game when i was a kid would probably <clears throat> have been uh I really enjoyed going through Halo 2 with my friend Liam. Yes, I was going to say Halo. Totally. The, camp, the campaign there was was exceptional. Halo fun. 1 for me, yeah. Oh, yeah, Halo 1 actually as well. I think that we only got into Halo 2 because of um, the uh, Xbox Live was big mm. then as well. So we were playing that a lot. I'm mm -hmm. trying to think of what other co-op titles I played. I played um, Goof Troop a lot on the SNES, <laughs> which, was, which was amazing fun. Do you know what great came to mind? I know we've mentioned this a few times, uh, but Future Cop LAPD. Oh, that yeah. game's yeah, co-op yeah, yeah. was phenomenal, like backing yeah. each other up and the Transformer side of it. But definitely Halo. That was the first actual story campaign I did as in, entirely in co-op. Um, for Halo 1. Um, Tons of time on Streets of Rage 2 as well. Absolutely oh, rinsed that game with Street my friends. Streets of Rage is a shout. Yeah, yeah. The new Streets of Rage 4 is really like liquid it's smooth so too. It's so good. It's so um, good. Why do you think local co-op has died out? I I don't necessarily think it's it's died out. I guess it's just been minimized because there's so much money to be made in online con connections or most people who aren't teenagers or aren't in school aren't going to be able to go around to each other's houses and sit down and play some local co-op. That will be my assumption. So online it's... multiplayer just is the way to go. It's because of the fact that society's aspects, uh, attitude towards gaming has changed, but mm. it's also because of the fact of the amount of hardware that's required to render a lot of these like very, very nice looking locales twice on point. the same screen uh, without performance issues. Because you are doubling um, up on whatever world it is or whatever. Yeah, like I, I remember playing, um, <laughs> is it Agent Under Fire? And uh, when you, game. When you play that in two player, mm -hmm. um, the the frame rate just slowed to a crawl on the right, PS2 right. Um, because of the fact it was trying to like render the same in-game world. Mm -hmm. And that was a real shame because I loved that game and I loved mm -hmm. that experience. But I do remember thinking to myself at that time as a kid, like, oh, 
is it, are our consoles not that powerful <laughs> and nowadays don't get me wrong they are pretty powerful mm. but they are asking so much of it like you take a look at how much the install size of one of those new call of duty games is now ridiculous hundreds of gigs 100 gig yeah. imagine trying to represent that on uh, twice on the same screen like, <laughs> nightmare i think um yeah i mean i think that the the likes i mean i love joseph Farris as a creative force but he does back co-op in a way that is really stand out like it takes two is a phenomenal game like yeah, every yeah. five minutes you've got a new co-op mechanic um and including all the old co-op mechanics it's very much a love letter to like working together um and so yeah i think that his his stuff and especially because it's nominated for game of the year um, at next month's awards, maybe that'll result in a bunch of other developers going like, okay, dedicated local co-op yeah. is the way to go. But I've not finished that game. I'm about halfway, maybe three quarters of the way through it. One, because it's very long, but two, because you need to play it in split screen co-op, which means mm. that I'm waiting to allocate that time. Me and my mm. wife have gone through most of it, but I think it's a it's a double-edged sword. I think if you are making something as we need to sit together and get through this, then that, that makes it way more restrictive in a way that on online um access point doesn't so yeah. it's it's a mixed bag but yes massive thanks to everybody for sending in their stuff and their crazy food opinions go try <laughs> yeah, sugar on pizza if you get the time and um, because this has been the entitled partner podcast we'll put another tweet out next thursday we'll round up some of the talking points and we'll get to as many as we can i've been scott tilford joined by jules gill thank you very much also also, uh, do we have a sponsor? We do. And I tell you, I thought of that. As I, as I said, I've been Scott Tilbury joined by Jules Gill. We are <laughs> sponsored by Bulldog Skincare. Now, I didn't mention that on uh, this week's podcast, the one I did on Monday or the one I did on Wednesday. But just, just, if you listen to this, just know that I've got skin, you've got skin, we've all got skin. And uh, go out there and get some Bulldog Skincare products. because we've got Everyone everyone, go to uh, Bulldog Skincare's Twitter and yes. say to them, why didn't you say use the tagline of uh, our skincare is the mutts nuts? I, I want that to happen. <laughs> I want that to yes. happen. It has to be done also my twitter is at slash lp89 jewels at retro j with a zero beautiful we'll catch you all next thursday friday have a good week and we'll catch you then bye everyone Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.